BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Second hour of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show is upon us, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you rolling with. Get some of your calls later on the hour, 800-282-2882. And I look forward to Clay's review at some point in the future of Peaky Blinders. So let's <laughs> yes. leave it there. He's going to get into it because I'm going to have thoughts on Yellowstone dropping on this show in the weeks ahead because apparently you have to watch it. Everyone's watching it. But there's something else to get into right away here with you, and that is... Is she really going to do it? Is this possible? Is this crazy talk in the political world with Biden's just plummeting and still it really just dropping? It feels like month after month approval ratings, particularly on things like the economy, overall ratings very low. Here is just a smattering of headlines from the last 24 hours. CNN deconstructing the case for a 2024 Hillary Clinton bid. Wall Street Journal, this was the big one, by the way, the one that got a lot of this conversation going. Wall Street Journal op-ed by Doug Schoen. Uh, and the piece was Hillary uh, Hillary Clinton's 20, 2024 election comeback. Daily Mail, Hillary versus Trump, the rematch. Two Democratic operatives say Clinton is the best option to win. Oh, it was uh, Andrew Stein as well as Doug Schoen in that Wall Street Journal opinion piece. So you got the political, the chattering classes of which... Clay and I are, uh, you know, technically apart, I suppose. You know, we, we, we're we more chill. We don't chatter. But, you know, nonetheless, they got people talking about all this stuff. And, and here's what I would say. And and uh, it reminds me a little bit of how we, we, we learned we learned about uh, some of the other intelligence services, you know, throughout history. And some of the uh, the gray hairs at the agency, CIA, when I worked there, they would point out to us that you always have to remember when we when I was a CIA, Clay, we had rules, right? We had rules we had to operate under. There are laws. There's congressional oversight. The KGB and various intel services throughout history, they do basically whatever they want as long as the regime is okay with it. So they have a tremendous latitude for operations. They have a tremendous ability to maneuver because they have no integrity or legal system to speak of to protect. 
Think of the Clinton machine as absolutely bereft of ethics, morals, manners, whatever works, whatever will get it done. I think, Clay, part of the of the pitch here. Yes, Biden is weak. He's he's plummeting the whole thing. Hillary still has never really conceded that she lost in 2016. And now that we've seen the insurrection narrative come to play, Hillary can say, I'm the only one who can set right not only what went wrong in 2020, but with the Trump phenomenon in 2016 that was really a Russian disinformation operation. I think she'll say anything, and I think that she has a hole in her soul that will only be filled by being president. There's so many interesting angles to go through here. So let's start with this. This is predicated to a large extent on them being able to push Biden to the side. And remember, there's a lot of Hillary and Biden drama out there because Joe Biden effectively pushed, uh, sorry, Barack Obama effectively pushed Joe Biden to the side and said, I'm supporting Hillary in 2016. Now, you can argue there were all sorts of things going on in Biden's personal life. He had lost his son and he wasn't necessarily uh, focused on politics in the same way. But Hillary angled her way in to get the nod from Barack Obama as the heir apparent for a third term of the Obama administration. Hillary then runs, loses to Trump, and basically since then has been quiet in many ways in terms of advancing any sort of political agenda. Now, as we look at Joe Biden, 7% inflation, unable to handle COVID in any way, border is a mess, murders are setting new highs, everything that Biden touches... Somebody sent me a, a message and said, you need to start calling uh, it the Bidus touch instead of the Midas touch. Everything that Joe Biden touches, the Bidus touch turns to crap. And now Hillary is younger than Joe Biden just by a couple of years. She's 74, right? He's, yeah, 74 yeah. right now. Uh, so four years younger than, than Joe Biden right now. And it seems as if this is an attempt to kneecap Joe Biden. Right. I mean, you you tell me how you read this, because I don't believe that that editorial goes up in the Wall Street Journal without Hillary Clinton's fingerprints all over it. It's somebody who has worked closely with the Clintons in the past. The Wall Street Journal, to their credit, furthering the opinion based conversation. But there she wants it to look like there is a draft Hillary movement. Oh, I couldn't say no. Right. We know how this is going to play out. Hillary's not going to be seen as the person who wants to lead the charge. It's there's going to be, I would bet, a steady drumbeat of we need Hillary. Hillary's the best option for the Democratic Party. And that's because both Biden, they're terrified at 78 of trying to rerun uh, for reelection. And because they have to figure out a way to get Kamala Harris off the stage. Because otherwise it's racist and sexist if she's not the nominee at least you're just accusing Hillary Clinton of of racism because you at least are putting up a woman. And other than Stacey Abrams, and we talked about this yesterday, Buck, I'm not sure there's a black woman that you could even point to and say, okay, she can run against Kamala and be better known, which is why all this would tie in with, I still think, Justice Breyer stepping down at the Supreme Court and them persuading Kamala to take a Supreme Court uh, uh, seat and be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Look, it's a ways away, and as we always say, so much can change between now and then, but if nothing else, the fact that this is even a conversation that is not 
let's let's be clear. Sure, this was published in the Wall Street Journal, which is a right of center publication, right? But it was written by two Democrat operatives, Doug Schoen's a very well-known guy, Andrew Stein, also known in Democrat circles. So these guys have their finger on the polls. We've already gone through a whole cycle of Kamala cannot be the one who steps in. And that was coming from a lot of Democrats that I know. There no are doubt. Democrats who behind closed doors and increasingly out in the open will say, we and remember what they want first and foremost, more than being consistent, more than being moral, they want power. So if they think Kamala is going to deliver power into the hands of either another Trump uh, for years or some other Republican, they will push her aside because power is the singular goal for the Democrat Party above and beyond anything else. And it's not even close. So then you get to, OK, Kamala already, they've said this is probably not going to work. Joe Biden is so enfeebled not only by just age and, and the realities, I think, of his uh, his intellectual limitations, to put it mildly, uh, but also by the lack of success of the policies and the fact that as a guy to push forward the Democrat agenda, he essentially sold people on something that isn't what he offers. And this is what we started out the show talking about. Biden came in saying, effectively, you know, he's hiding in the basement, but it was, we'll restore normalcy. We'll defeat COVID. All this anxiety, this craziness that they were fomenting will be controlled in a Biden presidency. We've seen that's a total lie. You've got incredibly aggressive left-wing policy being pushed all across the country by the Democrat Party. And Biden is effectively a figurehead and not one that anyone particularly respects very much. So this is all lining up as a reality. You say, who else? You'll have, there will be discussion. You can almost set your watch to it of the draft Michelle Obama to run as the Democrat nominee. And the Obama name is still, Obamas are still probably the most formidable brand. That's how you cancel out Kamala, by the way. That's the way to just shunt Kamala completely to the side is to bring in Michelle Obama. I know people, I'm friends with some Democrats who are friends with some Democrats who know Michelle Obama. And what I've always been told by them is that she is, she loves having sky high elite and Democrat approval ratings and being ultra wealthy and doing whatever she wants and has no interest. That's what I've always been told. Now, maybe that's just the, the narrative for now, right? So that there's no focus on this. It also helps her get drafted to have no interest. Of You're course. always more attractive if you claim you aren't interested yeah, in something. Yeah. So, you, yeah, you always want to be in the James, uh, what is it, James Garfield role, right? You're like, I don't even want to be president. And then all yes. of a sudden you end up being the president. Uh, Hillary, though, give me your, you're a guy, you do a lot of betting in sports. I won't ask for odds here, but is this would this be a in your mind? Is she a formidable opponent for whoever the Republican is? If in fact she becomes the Democrat nominee, if Joe Biden steps aside, do you do you think that she, Hillary's got what she needs to make it close? It, it's it's a great question. Um, I think that Hillary is a better candidate than Joe Biden. I think she is a far better candidate than Kamala. Harris. I think she's smarter. I think we need to be honest. I think she's a smarter person, more more capable. There's no doubt she has a resume of achievement. She's been secretary of state. She's been a senator. Whether or not you believe that that resume was well done, she has that in her background. So she's under she is um, she is well experienced in prominent roles of United States government. Where I would say this gets fascinating to me is how do you get Joe Biden not to run? Right. Because I don't know that Hillary Chow, it would be great for us. Great political theater. If Hillary would challenge a seating sitting president, tell me, Buck, can you remember off the top of your head? Because I can't. Who was the last sitting president to run for reelection 
and not get his party's nomination. I'd have not to... like Lyndon Johnson, hey, I'm not going to seek re-election when you could have run. But off the top of my head, I can't even think of who a sitting president has been that lost his party's well, nomination. I think we could say that if Biden decides he's going for it, he I think he is the nominee. But no it's a one question. is going to be able to bump him out. No one's right? going to bump him out. The power of, of incumbency is so strong that there's no way. The only way this happens for Hillary is if Biden steps aside and they figure out some way. Maybe it is that Breyer seat on the Supreme Court for Kamala Harris, which, look, as remarkable as people might think that plan sounds, Sonia Sotomayor is on the Supreme Court, and she thinks that there are 100,000 kids in the hospital with COVID. So, yeah, right. you know, they can make room for whoever they want if the Democrats have the votes, and they will, especially if some of the identity politics and considerations are are strongly in favor of the move. And so then you see this, this pathway opening up. But ultimately, look, I understand that at some level, Clay and I are engaged here, and there's a lot of this in politics, as you know, speculation, but informed speculation But the only reason this is even possible, and no one thinks this is laughable, the only reason this is possible is because the Biden regime is still effectively in free fall. And no one knows how far it's going to go before it actually, you know, hits the dirt, so to speak. I think it's also a function, Buck, of how weak the Democrat bench for contenders for president is, right? Like, let's just run through. You got Kamala, you got Mayor Pete, you've got... Uh, Castro, I mean, just a Beto. I mean, start to run through the people who ran for president and you look at them and say, man, that's really weak. Whereas look at the Republicans, regardless of who you might support, let's put Trump off on the side. There are a lot of people out there that would say, hey, I would love for Ron DeSantis to run. There are Nikki Haley people. There are Tim uh, Scott people. Uh, there are Marco Rubio people. There are Ted Cruz people. The bench for the Republicans is much stronger, it seems to me, than the bench is for the Democrats, which is why they basically would have to pull Hillary out of retirement. And, Buck, we talked about We need to flag this one. We need to have, like, a little sound of prediction. I'm, I've got a theory for you that I'm going to float right here. You tell me if it's crazy. Wait, you wait, float the I'll theory float when we come next. back. Let's, let's keep people segment. on the cliffhanger right here. Clay Travis got a big theory for you. I've got a monster theory for you. We've talked a lot about 2022 and what the Democrats are going to run on. I'm telling you where I'm looking at the chessboard, and I think I can see where they're headed, and I'll tell you what it is yeah, next. That's what we that's call the hell of a tease. in the business, yes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Tunnel of Towers Foundation broke ground on its Do Good Village in Land Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the foundation's program recipients. This is for families that have lost a loved one in our war on terror or in the long line of duty as a first responder as well. Special place where families know their neighbors understand and care. A community where the children of our nation's fallen or catastrophically injured heroes can grow and experience life together. The Do Good Village is going to help those families beyond measure, and it's all thanks to extraordinary donations of many acres of land and your generosity. Help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together. Make the Do Good Village the first of many communities like it. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices our heroes have made for our country and our communities. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest Toothpaste, Secret Deodorant, Old Spice Deodorant, or Gillette Razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. I am Clay Travis. Appreciate all of you listening along. I told you I had my grand uh, theory here. Buck, tell me what you think about this. You haven't heard it. I teased it. Right now, the filibuster is not going to get changed. It doesn't feel like Build Back Better is going to have any strong measure of success. How are the Democrats going to spend 2022 as they get ready for the midterms? Here's my theory, Buck. I think that Stephen Breyer steps down in June right after the final Supreme Court decisions are released for that term, which will include the abortion case out of Mississippi and out of Texas, potentially. Certainly will also include the COVID vaccine uh, case, all of those things. That then gives the Democrats a small window as they head for the midterms, where they're likely to lose control of both the House and the Senate to end up putting someone on the Supreme Court. That turns the summer into the fall, which is when they would actually put this person forward in September and October. The entire midterms, they're going to try to make a referendum on abortion. And they we already know, Joe Biden has already pledged it, that it's going to be a black woman who he nominates for the Supreme Court, maybe it's Kamala Harris, who regardless of who he picks, that is their plan to terrify suburban women with abortion, timed up with a Supreme Court uh, Supreme Court justice being approved, because you got 50 votes, and we know the Democrats would all stand behind that, but they want to create that as the primary story to try to detract from whatever might be going on with COVID, the border, murders, and certainly, hopefully, inflation is better by then, but who knows? What do you think about that idea looking forward as the overriding focus of the Democratic Party 
in the fall of 22. Well, it's it's a it's a prediction, right? That's entirely contingent on what that Supreme Court decision is, because if that Supreme Court decision, let's say, does not overturn in part or in whole aspects of Roe and Planned Parenthood v. Casey. That's right. Then, then it, they, you know, then it. So yeah. So assuming that happens, it'll certainly be a factor. I still think that their belief is that they can run on COVID fear, the insurrection narrative, and uh, voting rights racism allegations. I don't. I, they may think that. I think that's a disaster. For I, look, I, I think it's a disaster too. I think that. Whatever their strategy is, unless something crazy happens, it's going to be uh, entirely insufficient. People forget this. Republicans in a pandemic year actually did pretty well, with the exception of the of the Trump v. Biden and then the two Senate seats in Georgia. But That's in right. a lot of places, a lot of congressional seats, Republicans actually for what the expectations would be when the when the party in power is in the midst of a once in a century pandemic, they held their ground pretty well. I am upset seeing how Republicans have no spine in state after state on the redistricting issue. Democrats are ruthless. They are Attila the Hun of redistricting. And then Republicans are like, oh, but I want people at CNN to like me. I mean, they just can't get it together. But I, I think, Clay, it'll, it'll be a part of it. I still think that the insurrection and the COVID narrative are, are going to be the primary the primary pushes Go, real quick before we. I was uh, just going to say it's also contingent on Stephen Breyer agreeing to step down, which he may not be willing to do. Yeah, you get some of these Democrats never want to release their grip on power or fame, you know, like Fauci. Home prices are through the roof. Look at the inflation numbers just today. Gas prices up 60 percent of the past year. Food prices up 12 percent over the last year. All of them are telltale signs of the inflation that we're all feeling. It is diminishing right now the value of the dollars in your savings account long term. The best way to protect the long term value of your assets, your savings, is to invest a portion of it in real gold. The value of gold only increases in times like these, and owning real gold is now possible. In fact, not only can you own it, you can have it delivered to your home, you can hold it in your hands. It's as easy as signing for the package when it arrives, thanks to the Oxford Gold Group. You can hold it, store it securely, do what I do, buy your real gold from the Oxford Gold Group. They can have it delivered to your home or have it put in your IRA. Call them at 833-404-GOLD. Again, the Oxford Gold Group, 833-404-GOLD, 833-404-G-O-L-D. Twelve months ago, this president said disagreement must not lead to disunion. Ah, but yesterday he invoked the bloody disunion of the Civil War, the Civil War, to demonize Americans who disagree with him. He compared, listen to this, a bipartisan majority of senators to literal traitors. How profoundly, profoundly unpresidential. Look, I've known, liked, and personally respected Joe Biden for many years. I did not recognize the man at the podium yesterday. It was so angry. I watched the whole speech this morning. It's got a lot of Joe Biden doing this thing where he sort of gets his eyes real beady and stares at you like you just trampled on his petunias in his front yard he's mad at you maybe he's gonna sniff the top of your head like a weirdo you know you're just 
you realize that Joe Biden isn't up for this, never was up for this. But beyond that, he is being used as a tool of people that really are willing to do radical things and create not only a, a, a lack of unity, but to accelerate the most extreme polarization in our politics in this country by just the whiplash of being for something than against it, being in favor of a policy, then shouting down the policy, depending on who's in power. The filibuster is a perfect example. We could sit here, we Clint and I could do a whole hour-long show on just, maybe longer, on all the times Democrats, whether it's Schumer or Biden in the past, were saying, oh, if you get rid of this, it's going to undermine our democracy. Get rid of the filibuster, undermine our democracy, or even weaken it. And now, now Biden explicitly endorsed changing the rules of the Senate to get through the filibuster, this one voting rights bill. And we all know what the voting rights bill is about, trying to change the playing field of our electoral system to favor Democrats by largely making it impossible to prevent or even detect. And those things, of course, go hand in hand, any kind of voter fraud. And as Clay points out often, we're not talking about a lot of votes here, folks. This is why it matters to have voter integrity protection. Yeah, sure. It's not that there's somebody with, you know, millions of fake ballots showing up like Santa Claus with a big bag full of them and just dropping them. Although, you know, stuff like that has happened in places. But it's not on the scale of millions that it has to happen. It can be on the scale of thousands. And it can even be on the scale of hundreds if you look to, say, the Norm Coleman uh, what's the, who's the SNL unfunny comedian who's a smarmy, smarmy fellow? You Al know, Franken. Thank you. Al Franken. There were hundreds of votes separating those two, and they were finding votes in the trunks of cars. That got so shady, of course, Democrats. Whenever it gets shady, you know Democrats are going to win an election. And this is what we're talking about, trying to make it hard to cheat and easy to vote. And, Clay, I, I just say this. Not only is Joe Biden shouting and, and being the, you know, the tool of left-wing interest that he is now. And he knows that's his role, right? Whatever the Democrat Party needs, that's what he's done. Look at how dishonest the argument is. I'll give a, a shout-out to our buddy Matt Walsh of The Daily Wire for his tweet that points out something so essential. Where are all these people who, can't, who, who have been stopped from voting in these different districts? Where are all these people that have felt the sting of racism when they wanted to cast a ballot in the last, you know, just give me the last 10 years? Where is this even happening? They never give you specifics. Well, and I thought, first of all, well said by Mitch McConnell. And I think that will land on Joe Biden in terms of Biden will see those quotes. And he's had a long time relationship with Mitch McConnell. And I think what Mitch McConnell got to the essence of is Biden is captured by left wing elements of his regime. And he is trotting out and reading whatever they put into the teleprompter. And what is frustrating to me on many levels here, and this is just speaking from a historical basis, is they keep trying to make historical analogies that are falling flat in an embarrassing way. Remember when Joe Biden showed up in Philadelphia, Buck, and he said, this is the most dangerous time for our democracy since the Civil War, effectively? That's not true, okay? We had an election during the Civil War, 1864, Abraham Lincoln ran against the guy, George Britton McClellan, who he had put in charge of the Union Army. And the question at stake was, do we continue the war or not? And by the way, McClellan was the Democrat 
who wanted to theoretically allow the South to go off on their own. We had an election during World War II, and the question was, should we continue on the path we are on in World War II in 1944 or not? And so when they have Kamala Harris buck saying, this is the equivalent of Pearl Harbor in 9-11 for January 6th, when yesterday Joe Biden showed up and said, if you don't support this change in the law, you are Jefferson Davis, you are George Wallace, you are an old racist, by the way. George Wallace praised by praised Joe Biden, and Biden loved the praise that he got historically. So now he's acting like that's a bad thing. Uh, our our staff tracked down that story, which I'm pulling up in front of me right now, I think, uh, surrounding Biden saying like, hey, I love this praise from George Wallace. You don't even have to go to George Wallace, of course. You can focus on Robert Byrd, who Biden was all about, uh, who was a former member of the KKK. Uh, but the I believe a grand wizard, crazy. not not just like a member, yeah. a senior yeah. member of the KKK. You know, he wasn't he wasn't a a foot soldier. He was one of the ones at the very top. And uh, Clay, you have that quote about yeah. Biden with Wallace. Go for it. Uh, the quote here is, uh, and this is from the 1970s. Uh, J- Joseph Biden of Delaware, for example, tells Southerners that the lower half of his state is culturally part of Dixie. He reminds them that former Alabama Governor George Wallace praised him as one of the outstanding young politicians of America. That This is the most classic Joe Biden moment because he has always done exactly what was necessary in the moment for Joe Biden to have maximum political benefit. That is his ideology. It is Bidenism. It is whatever would help Joe Biden. He is a machine politician of the first order. But what you see here with all the stuff over voting rights, you know, brainless slogans and reckless exaggeration are the heart of demagoguery. And they now comprise the core of the Democrat Party. That's what you're hearing. All this stuff about our democracy is at risk, our democracy. What does that even mean? When you sit back, you think about this. What what, what are they saying, actually? If, if we don't have, you know, forget, forget about the slogans, go beneath it. If we don't have... Ballot harvesting, which has been illegal in dozens of states for as long as I've been alive and you've been alive. Our democracy is in peril. I mean, they've got to be kidding me because we have a system that actually makes people show ID to cast a vote. Our system is in peril. The Supreme Court already looked in that in a case in Indiana and found that voter ID is, in fact, constitutional, that it's a it's a compelling state interest and there's nothing racist about it. But they keep saying this, Clay, because they know that it makes them feel even as stupid as these arguments are. Look at all the Democrat states that don't have the things that they say you need or else you're racist in an election. They just want to call everybody else racist. It is their moral compulsion. It is a need that they have to feel morally superior because everybody else is racist. What about the idea that Democrats want you to have a vaccine identity card to go to McDonald's? But they say it's racist for you to need an ID to vote. And by the way, you hit on the Supreme Court. The thing that nobody will take the next step on, regardless of whether the filibuster is changed, Buck, is this. The Supreme Court, based on their most recent jurisprudence, is going to shut down as unconstitutional, I believe, whatever they try to pass when it comes to federalizing state and local elections 
that are not agreed with by the state and local administrations. But in the meantime, cyber thieves are good at what they do. There's not a week that goes by without news of a new online scam, all in an effort by these bad guys to get a hold of your personal information. The moment they have it, they sell your info for a fast buck and use it to make online purchases until you become aware. By then, they vanish and you have only credit card charges and the mess to try to pick up. Good thing there's LifeLock. No better online identity theft protection. You have to have LifeLock in today's world of working online, buying products online, using email, and texting all day. LifeLock will monitor online activity 24-7. Make sure that you are protected. How do you get signed up, Buck? Look, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. I've been a LifeLock customer for years. They protect my essential information, and I feel better as I'm doing real estate investing and I got multiple credit cards and LLCs and all kinds of things going on that LifeLock is watching my back online. Join now and save 25% off your first year by using promo code BUCK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com and use promo code BUCK, B-U-C-K, promo code BUCK for 25% off. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are finishing off the second hour of the program. Encourage all of you to go subscribe to the podcast. We just went over 10 million podcast downloads in December. We want to set a new record in January. Thanks for all of the support we are getting there. Buck, I'm fascinated. We haven't talked a lot about this, but we've talked about the issues in Australia as it relates to COVID. And much of it seems to be coming to a head. I know you like tennis, I think you went to the U.S. Open here recently. I did, yes. I went to the finals. Uh, yeah, that's right. Novak Djokovic, best tennis player in the world right now, uh, has right now continuing to fight a battle over whether or not he's going to be allowed to compete at the Australian Open, despite the fact that he has not been vaccinated. Now, he's had COVID maybe multiple times, but certainly has had COVID and has refused to get vaccinated. And this has created a monster story down under for those of you who weren't following this 
Jokovic got an exemption, took off from Europe to travel to Australia. While he was in the process of traveling, word of that exemption got out. And when he arrived in Australia, they put him in a hotel room under armed guard security and said they were no longer going to grant his exemption. Well, Jokovic went to the courts, got his situation reviewed by a judge in Australia who said, hey, actually, you are going to be able to come into this country. Uh, and so right now, as we are about a week out, I think, from the start of the Aussie Open, he is training and getting in shape and getting prepared for this match. But it brings home for many people the focal point of exactly how totalitarian Australia has been, Buck, when it comes to being allowed entry to the country their default rule is effectively if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to come here. And Jokovic obviously has got an exemption on that, and that has thrust that entire policy, which initially was COVID zero, right? They locked down because they're an island continent. They basically locked down and said no one can come in here. And uh, now they've got the vaccine and cases are skyrocketing, and they're looking, I think, for someone to blame, and Jokovic is that target. Now this guy, I think, has become my favorite tennis player. I mean, my favorite football player, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, wherever he is out there. I'm, I need to, you know, I'm not an autograph guy, but I might have to get him to autograph my Aaron Rodgers jersey that I still need to order, but it's on my list of things to do. So big, big uh, high fives for Aaron Rodgers for just not not bending the knee to the madness, to Kyrie Irving of the Nets. Remember, they were taking those stances, uh, particularly Kyrie Irving, before we knew that, okay, so the stop the spread thing is a total absurd joke in terms of what they promise versus what the reality is. I mean, the Pfizer CEO, I know they're trying to pull it offline, but the Pfizer CEO saying, you have uh, some protection after the two shot, not really protection, maybe third shot, you know, Borla. Um, I got to work on my Borla. It's getting closer, though. He's invited, by the way, on the show. Nobody will actually come on the show and answer questions from us if they're, you know, uh, at all worried they're about MSNBC or CNN. You know, they never actually have a difficult question on those shows. But I I mean, we would have the CEO yeah, of sure. Pfizer on because I would love to hear him explain why there should be a vaccine mandate when he's acknowledging that the first two doses of the vaccine do nothing for Omicron. Yeah. But but Djokovic here is a guy who, you know, it's interesting, the tennis world, you got these two ultra superstars, Nadal and Federer, and really the best three, certainly of the last, what, 15 or 20 years, are, are Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal, and you look at the overall wins of the uh, of the majors in tennis, and these are, these are the big, there's Pete Sampras from before, uh, but I think Pete Sampras has been eclipsed by at least two, if not three, of these of these guys uh, in terms of wins, at least. But anyway, Djokovic was thought of as being kind of a. Originally, they said he was the Joker. He was kind of funny, but then he was considered a little surly, and he hasn't always been on great terms with the fans and people. You know, they create. You know better than anybody. They create these. If I know about it, there's a narrative out there, right? Because I don't follow sports very closely. But he's he's a guy though who falls into this category now of sports figures who are actually taking heat for what they believe in. It's just so funny. You have the whole sports media will talk about how great it is that people kneel, you know, during the, uh, you know, they, they follow Kaepernick's lead. And Kaepernick is a, is a clown and a hack, and the whole thing was so self-serving. It's obvious. But here you have people that are at least taking a stand because they don't agree with what's going on one way or another. Now, maybe Djokovic, apparently he might have falsified a little information on the travel document. But, you know, look, people are trying to non-comply with this madness in different ways. 
And Australia, I mean, think about what they're doing. Their their case, Australia used to be the place that was like, oh, we figured it all out, right? They were the place that these lockdowners would point to cases through the roof in Australia right now. That's 100% right. And, Buck, I think what we can't lose here is you mentioned Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. You mentioned Novak Djokovic and also Kyrie Irving. What do all those guys have in common? They're excellent at their chosen profession. And they, I believe, are speaking out for a lot of guys who are on the periphery or the borderland of whether or not they're going to be able to play as pro athletes. And it doesn't surprise me that if you're a backup linebacker on the Green Bay Packers and you know that you're right on the edge of whether or not you're going to be a pro athlete, if there's a mandate for the vaccine effectively in the NFL, which effectively there is, it's not officially a mandate, but 97% of them did, you don't want to rock the boat because you don't want to give your boss a reason to kick you off the team for not following a rule. That's why you need people like Aaron Rodgers, Kyrie Irving, and Dovak Jokovic because they make and are in such positions of prominence that their talent guarantees the Packers aren't going to release Aaron Rodgers over COVID because if they did, 31 other teams almost would be making a claim to try to get him. Same thing with Kyrie Irving and the Nets. And Jokovic is arguably the best tennis player in the world. It's a lot easier to stay quiet or go along with the consensus. I give these guys a lot of credit for speaking out. Think about this, too. You are held in Australia now for how many days if you're Djokovic because you're not vaccinated, but he had the virus. He's probably passed the window of contagion. He's certainly passed the CDC order for, you know, five days, and then you can go out there, which we know they just changed from 10. Yes. They're still not even talking about natural immunity, folks. There is so much here. That is a mess. That is not about science. It is about control and power. And it's obvious for anybody willing to open their eyes and take the mask off their face, which is a very liberating experience, I might add. Clay, do you want to get into some Hollywood wokeness? Yeah, this is a great story about how panicked people are in Hollywood. That's next. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details an official message from medicare a new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs maybe you can save too with medicare's extra help program my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low who should apply single people making less than twenty-three thousand dollars a year or married couples who make less than thirty-one thousand dollars a year even if you don't think you qualify it pays to find out go to ssa.gov extra help Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Hear fascinating animal stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.